Will you please stand for the reading of God's word? Our scripture for today is Ephesians 5, verses 15 through 21. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is, and do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but ye be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father and in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. This is the word of our Lord. Feel free to have a seat. Oh, it's really good to be together. Uh, this is our first Sunday in, in January. Man, Jason is tall. I'm going to put this down just a little bit. I thought I was kind of similar height, but he's got me big time. Um, and if you're a guest here, it's so great to, to have you here. Uh, we typically preach through the Bible because we can't do any better. We can't one-up that. Like, those are God's words to us. And so what our desire is is for, uh, for us to hear from him together uh, to, to come ar- around that, praying for each other, living that out in our community, in our families, in our lives. And so we've been going through the book of Ephesians. Ephesians is only six chapters in the Bible. And uh, I think this is message 15, I think. So we're, uh, we're, we're walking through it, marching through it. Uh, and it's been incredible. Uh, just so you know, we put on every other chair, there's these little scripture journal things. And so that's yours. Uh, if if there's one a couple chairs away. Feel free to grab it if you don't have one. And the idea there is that's just the book of Ephesians, and then it just has a page for you to take some notes. And some people aren't comfortable writing in your Bible. It might be a family heirloom or, or who knows what. Um, and so this is something that as what we're trusting is that um, not as I say things, but as I'm speaking, hopefully the Lord is saying things to you uh, through his word. And it's just a great chance to sometimes like three hours from now, you might forget. <laughs> and that's a great time to actually capture that, to pray through that, to, to talk to other people about that. Um, we're in Ephesians 5, and I just want to recommend that um, we're actually getting ready to head into some of kind of the most famous portions of Ephesians. So next Sunday, we'll be starting in verse 22, uh, probably one of the most important writings on marriage. And I'm not like trying to just like exaggerate as a pastor, uh, but truly to say, I think it's probably the most important writing on marriage that exists, like full stop. Uh, is found in Ephesians 5, starting in verses 22. So we'll, we'll step into that next week, um, and it should be, Lord willing, he'll do things that, that uh, are good for us, for our families, and for our community. And then, uh, and then we'll go into passages on the armor of God in chapter 6. And so, so I just encourage that if you can, uh, if you could be here the next several weeks, I'm just trusting that, that it's not by accident that at the beginning of 2020, we're, we're walking into some of these passages. So uh, I asked Tanner, and I got a laser pointer. Like, you know, these just, you just can't find them anymore, right? They used to be everywhere, like fidget spinners and stuff. Um, but the reason I have it is because I think it's a good illustration for here. It starts by saying, look carefully, in verse 5, how you walk. Look very carefully how you walk. 
And the writer of Ephesians has brought up this idea of walking and being careful how you walk. He brought it up many times, and this is the last time he's going to mention this before he kind of sends us into these passages of Scripture. And so one of the reasons I think it's important is because what he's doing is just saying, okay, I'm using the concept not sprinting, that's used at other times, and, but man, if you're sprinting, like kind of like in the woods at dark, right, you're going to hit stuff hard, uh, but with this idea of like a long obedience in the same direction. And being careful as we step into this year that we're lined up, that we're going a long obedience in the same direction. And with, with this, I think what's interesting is like, if I do this and this, like, it's like, I haven't pressed anything yet, by the way. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> people are like, am I blind? What's going on here? Um, if I do this, like, I mean, you're just like, oh, he's just making, like, very subtle changes, right? Okay, you might know where I'm going. Okay, so feel free to look at the back wall. Okay, on the, so I'm going to move it the same bit. I'm just going to move it a little bit. See how, like, if I move it, like, an inch from here, it's like moving it 10 feet against the wall, right? And that's just a matter of a short distance, that an inch here is 10 feet there. Well, imagine if we keep walking that out, how far we'll be from the center. And I think that's the, how here it's so important to say, be very careful how you walk because short going in the wrong direction or being off just a little bit could lead to areas where, where the Lord doesn't want us to be. And so, so let's look at verse 15. And, and Lord, I just ask you to speak to us Lord, we want to be a people. Uh, none of us want to play at church. None of us want to, to go in directions that um, are a dead end, uh, directions that lead to death instead of life, Lord. Uh, we all desire to, uh, to thrive, to flourish. And, um, and Lord, we know that you, as the designer of our lives, know how we are to flourish and to flourish in you. And so would you just teach us today? Would you teach us your word? Thank you for the treasures that we get to step into this morning. For your glory we pray, amen. Verse 15, look carefully, we've talked about this already, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. So there, the crystal read six verses for us. In these six verses, people have typically really observed like three kind of big directions of being careful how we walk. And so this first direction that we look at is seeking wisdom. Okay, I thought of that for my kids. I thought of that for myself. If it's like, man, if in 2020, I actually like seek wisdom. Like intentionally seek wisdom. This is what we're being directed to people. Like, what does that mean to, to live as a wise person? What does that look like? Well, thankfully, a lot of scripture talks about wisdom and talks about not being a fool. The book of Proverbs, that's what the book of Proverbs is. is it's, it's not like a um, recipe book. What it is is saying, over time, as people walk in this direction, this is what is generally true as we go in this direction. And Proverbs 9 tells us the beginning of this, which is the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Proverbs 9.10, the fear of the Lord 
is the beginning of wisdom. Uh, I thought of this in some ways because I don't know if you've, uh, maybe you've been this person, but I encounter it sometimes with kids where like it's clear to me that there's not like an understanding or, or like they just don't know how to do it. Like um, a funny example, yesterday we were in Maxwell in the gym at a wrestling tournament and it was all these little kids wrestling and, and there was a, a girl who jumped up from the mat area and ran up to the ref. I think it's called a ref, right? Is the ref the guy that's like doing the points and stuff? Went up to the ref and hit him in the back with a towel. And so one of my kids was like, Bristol just ran up and hit the ref. Oh my gosh. And I was like, no, that's like them letting them know that the time is up, you know? But they thought it was just like a random act of violence, you know? And, uh, and so like, it just wasn't like, and so I was able, because I, I understood a rudimentary form of wrestling, I was able to, to let them know like, oh no, this is, here it is. Like, you know, but, but if it was just them talking, man, they would have gone home and been like, it was the craziest thing you've ever seen, you know? All these kids were running up hitting refs, you know? And uh, because they were kind of, you know, if it was just them talking, which I think is, is kind of the point of saying like, hey, if we're going to start seeking wisdom, fearing the Lord is step one. Is actually, uh, and fear, the, the, the way that that word is constructed, we could easily say awe. You could say that taking your breath away, when you look at our lives, when, when, we, when we, we look horizontally, but then when we look to him and he takes our breath away, and when he speaks, we hear that most clearly. When we are unwise, we look to him with, with an awestruck heart. Proverbs says, you're just getting started. Now he can make us wise. And uh, here are just some, I just kind of, flew through Proverbs, there's 31 chapters, and was just kind of picking some like, here are things we learn as we walk through the book of Proverbs. Uh, Wise people never stop learning. If you seek wisdom, you're going to find it. Wisdom is a reward. Stay away from temptations. We don't battle temptations. Uh, Joseph was a great example. You run, you, you, you flee, Avoid adultery at all costs. Almost every chapter of Proverbs uh, comes back around to that. Um, there is a grace in hard work. Giving into lust is a path towards destruction. Anyone can learn to be wise. Listen to people when they correct you. Don't hold resent- resentment or grudges. Um, stay away from get-rich-quick schemes. Surround yourself with wise people. Righteousness is prized over wealth. Use trials to grow. A respected name is is more important than wealth. Don't seek revenge. Answer evil with good. Leave your bragging to fans. Don't give in to fear. Fear is like running away when no one's chasing you. Don't give in to fear. People will, will rejoice at your integrity. And these are just, just highlights of, of things that you'll find as we're re- reading through the book of Proverbs and, and the direction of seeking wisdom. And, and God's heart is never that these should bury us and be like, well, as we talked about in our confession, you know, well, too late for me. I've already blown all of those. But instead to realize our God is pursuing, 
is, is he every day is restoring, forgiving, reconciling, seeking us wherever we find ourselves to move towards him. And so for all of us, wherever we are to say yes, and some would say, hey, I've gone so far from that that now I see very clearly I desire to seek wisdom. And then what, why? Why live wise and not unwise? Here the text tells us, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. We live in a world with, it. we see this so, so many areas of our life, if you do nothing, you move away from health, right? If it's like, hey, I feel like I'm okay where I am with my weight and health and stuff, I'm just going to do nothing and just let it coast, coast. you know, I'm just going to stay, I'm going to set the cruise. It's like, no, if you don't do anything, you move away from health instead of towards health. If you do no maintenance on your car and just be like, I just like it how it is, I don't need to improve it, you move away from health, not towards health. If you do nothing to your house, it doesn't stay the same, it goes further from health instead of towards health, and it's the same here for wisdom. If we aren't seeking wisdom, we're not staying where we're at. We're actually becoming unwise and moving away from that because the days are evil. Uh, we, we see this starting to come into the early sins in Genesis. Satan, a third of the angels, rebel against God, becoming demons. The serpent then tempts Eve. Adam and Eve together, uh, they disobey God and they eat from the knowledge of the tree of good and evil. So now they're actually aware of evil and even with their free will are entering into that. Human being three murders human being four. Sin enters the bloodstream of humans. Sin enters the world, permanently fracturing the world. With evil days, how we make best use of the time is being in awe of God. Hearing his voice, his voice clearest and loudest, and not by foolishly going along with anything that our culture dangles in front of us, but instead, as Proverbs 3, 7 says, be not wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord, and turn away from evil. Be not wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord, be in awe of the Lord, and turn from evil. Seek wisdom. And, uh, you know, we don't know what it would look like if we all step into that. Like, really with passion and just say, like, yes, I want to, uh, I want, I want to seek wisdom. Uh, then, verse 17 takes us even then further, saying, Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So the first, seek wisdom, points us in the right direction. Now, second, understand the Lord's will. Uh, look at this. So we've told not to be wise, or not to be unwise, but to be wise for the days of evil. Now we're warned to not be foolish. How we not be foolish is by understanding the Lord's will. Okay? It seems simple, right? It seems very simple. But I think really taking this to heart for all of us, to really, I mean, how often do we ask the question, has God spoken to us about this? You know, I mean, I think it's, it's like popular just to, I mean, it's great to sit around a campfire. It's great to sit in a living room and then just be like, hey, what do you think about this? Uh, hey, what do you think about that? Uh, what's your political view on this? You know, what, how do you think human, you know, a husband and wife should act in this situation? You know, what do you think about this? 
And then to say, like, man, I mean, I have an opinion, but what if together we try to understand what the Lord's will is on this? Has he spoken on this? Have we heard him correctly? If we have heard him correctly, what does it look like to live that out? I mean, those are so simple questions, right? But powerful questions. And questions that sometimes we can ask a friend. We can make a poll on Facebook. You know, like we can do all sorts of things. And then here, though, to say, like, as, as we're stepping into kind of some of these um, big passages in Ephesians, to, to ask, has God spoken to us about this? And, um, and then in light of that, I think it's good just to say it out loud, is that our God, I think, has shown us in Scripture that he is fine with our questions, okay? Our, like, there are, there are times when, like, you might ask your kids to do something, and they come back with a question, and you're like, no, no questions, just obey, right? Like, like the time for questions has passed. We are in the obedience zone, you know? Um, but I don't, I don't know of the Lord ever saying something like that. What I know of him is being kind and considerate to, like, the knuckleheads that were his disciples, you know? And I think he chose knuckleheads because I'm a knucklehead, you know? And I'm like, I can see myself in him and in Peter and, uh, and in, in others. And so with the reality of being like, when they asked him questions, he never berated them. He never made them feel small. He actually, um, I was sharing with a friend about this the other day, uh, there are times when I, when I can ask, like, um, like, a dream of mine has been for my kids to be the ones who mow our yard. You know, it's just like, I know it's not the season right now, but it just seems like that would be like, all is right with the world if my kids like mow our, our yard, you know? And for whatever reason, whenever I think of this concept, I think of, because, I mean, you could seriously get hurt like, if you have no idea how to use a lawnmower, right? Like, and people in our community have been seriously hurt. And, um, and, and I mean, they knew how to do it, but if it tips over on top, like, there are all sorts of things that could happen. And um, if I sit down with my kids and I just say, like, okay, here, I'm going to give you the full picture. You know, here's what it looks like. Here's the deck. Here's oil, you know, checking the oil. Here's sharpening the blades. Here's all the things that you need to know to mow the yard. And if they're just like, yep, 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 yep. And then, I, like, I'm going to be like, man, I don't know. It's kind of, they kind of said yes, kind of easy, you know? Like, is it, but if they keep coming back and are like, okay, Dad, I've been thinking about this. And when you say the mower blade should be at this height, um, you know, are there situations where I should raise it up when we're coming up on a, a limb or something like that? Or should I just go over the limb? Or should we, you know, and it's like a detailed question. I'm not going to be like, Stop asking me questions. I'm instead know that their questions are actually they're wanting to do it, right? They're wanting to kind of obey my will, and their questions are kind of a bridge towards them actually being able to do what God is wanting them to do <laughs> and what God is wanting us to do, right? So I transitioned from mowing the yard to, uh, to here of understanding what the will of the Lord is. I think our questions to him, our questions in prayer to God are us actually wanting to obey him and us actually wanting to follow him. And questions are incredible. And so, uh, so I think it's become a cultural thing to be like, hey, stop asking questions and just believe. But Jesus is like, no, I want you to love me with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. So I, I don't want any part of you 
to feel like you're not fully stepping into and aware of what the Lord's will is. And then, and then just a third thing, too, is that when we look at how the Holy Spirit is gifting every single church, and, uh, and we've talked about this a little bit previously in Ephesians, but as everybody is given different gifts in a way that they fit this body of Jesus that the church has talked about, um, what we realize is every church that has ever existed has been gifted with people who are gifted in hospitality, people who are gifted in, in serving, and people who are gifted in teaching. And I don't think that that's meant to be overlooked, is that, that because God desires, through all these different ways of just talking to him directly through prayer, reading his will in his word, but then recognizing that there are teachers, and that's not just me, that's teachers that are gifted throughout the body in different contexts in our community groups, in one-on-one conversations, who are helping us understand what the will of the Lord is. So I think as we seek wisdom, but then as we also, in 2020, step into understanding what the will of the Lord is, man, how great would this be just having dinner with neighbors meeting in community groups, talking during basketball games, speaking with each other about what do you think the will of the Lord is here? What do you think Jesus communicates to us in this situation? How great it would be. And I think we, it can be easy for us to passively attend church, to passively kind of um, receive. And I love here he's calling us into, no, I want you to like intentionally seek what my will is. And when you seek, you'll find, you know, we're, you're not, we're, God's not playing hide-and-go-seek with us. And then third, uh, starting in verse 18, do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. So the, the, the third highlighted thing here is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So, I mean, if we're driving around, I mean, what I would love for, I've been doing this this week, is just to be like, seek wisdom, understand the Lord's will, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Like, man, those are like good resolutions <laughs> for 2020. Like, those, are, those are, are, are not meant to just be walked into for a few weeks. Like, this is an incredible direction that I don't think is an accident that we're on this passage today. Uh, drunkenness was a problem in the ancient world. Uh, one of the early treaties uh, from a philosopher in the first century was a major work that was entitled On Drunkenness. Uh, so uh, I think you can find it on, online on Wikipedia. Um, the cult of Dionysus, uh, there's a cult of, uh, of Dionysus that was active in Ephesus, which this letter is written to. That cult was active in the first century, and their cultic symbol was a vine. And getting drunk was a part of the service. <laughs> that was a part of, of worshiping Dionysus was getting drunk. So uh, so. It's, it's intentional here, I think, to Ephesus to let them know, like, hey, don't get drunk with wine, that is debauchery. But most people who study this passage feel like um, there's a lot more going on in this passage, that, that drunkenness is just indicative here of being under the influence of something else, okay? So in drunkenness, you're being controlled by alcohol, 
There seems to be, um, you know, you're being checked out. So instead of being kind of in control of your life, you're, you're checked out. You're escaping from taking control of our lives. Um, some of us might not struggle with drunkenness. And I think this is an important realization, is that some of us might not struggle with drunkenness, but you do struggle with checking out. You do struggle with escaping from where you're at. And I think it's very tempting with Netflix, it's very tempting with hobbies, it's very tempting with a lot of things to just escape, to, to, just, to just get out of reality. And drunkenness was an easy way in Ephesus to do it in the first century, and I think there are a lot of easy ways for us to be controlled and under the influence of something else. So the call here, I think in verse 18, is not for us to be drunk but the call also is not for us to then take back control. That is dead religion. I'm going to be my own savior. I'm going to take control of my life. That doesn't lead to life. Here instead, we are led to be controlled, but instead of controlled by drunkenness, we're led to be controlled by the Holy Spirit. To be filled with the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit being the third person of the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, one God who exists as three persons. So the ability to walk in wisdom comes from the Holy Spirit empowering us. The ability to grow in understanding our God and His will comes from the Holy Spirit controlling us, empowering us. And what is the Holy Spirit filling us with? That might be a concept that you're not familiar with. What is the Holy Spirit filling us with? When a cup is filled there's contents inside the cup, right? You don't fill something with nothing. You fill something with, with content. So what is the content that the Holy Spirit is filling us with? The content is the presence of God. So when we're filled by the Holy Spirit, here we're being filled with the presence of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the power of our God. And, and this is why in Scripture... Um, you know, it used to be if we were going to have a service 3,000 years ago, we would all have to get on a plane and go to Jerusalem and meet in the temple. And this is why even we see now that God actually says, no, you're the temple. Temples of the Holy Spirit. Because now God's presence is residing in each of us as we follow Jesus. He desires that type of intimacy. Like, I wouldn't want to fill Ian because I love him, but not that close, you know? Um, but, like, the Holy Spirit loves him that close and loves my mom that close, loves Jeff that close, loves Tanner that close. The Holy Spirit, God desires that type of intimacy, that sacred relationship, not because we're clean vessels, not because it's like, yeah, I could see him wanting to be residing in me. No, because he makes us clean. He loves to redeem us, restore us, give us new life, make us whole again. Instead of filling ourselves with something like alcohol, we are to fill ourselves with our God to bring us life and the power to become wise and grow in understanding God's will for our lives. And then we see what the effect is. What's the observable effects? Like what's something that I could even kind of touch after seeing the Holy Spirit fill somebody. Verse 19, 
Here's some observable. There's like three that are mentioned in this passage. One in verse 19 is addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. So when we come together on Sunday and one of the first things we do is, uh, you know, Christy, Jason, um, Carrie Ann, Bryce, Amanda, um, Kurt are, are not just like, hey, we should like have a concert or we should, uh, we should just like sing. Everybody loves singing, right? Um, it, it's not that. It's actually way deeper than that. That what we're seeing here is, is, is when the Holy Spirit is filling us with the presence of God, we collectively are worshiping him through music. And, um, and even if you can't sing or you don't think you can sing, like usually when you're by yourself in the car and that song comes in that like connects with your soul, man, you're like all in, right? Uh, um, here, what is happening is that as the Holy Spirit fills us, psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, just a way to refer to all the different types that, that followers of God were singing, making melody to the Lord with your heart. So first... See how it says addressing one another in psalms and hymns? That's, that's intentional in saying when we come together and worship, we're actually worshiping. Part of what we're doing is we're proclaiming things to each other. We're proclaiming truths of God to each other. We're communicating to each other beauties of what Jesus has taught us, beauties of what Jesus has done for us. We're horizontally communicating to each other in addressing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. There's a horizontal component, and then there's a vertical component that Ephesians talks about, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. So we are both proclaiming to each other, and then proclaiming to our God as he fills us with the Spirit in heartfelt worship directed to our Savior from our hearts and proclamation to each other. The Holy Spirit is filling us with the things of our God, with the ways of our God, the truths of our God. Another observable effect of being filled with the Holy Spirit is giving thanks, verse 20, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Being thankful in the good and in the bad, in plenty and in want. Being thankful is observable and felt as we are being filled with the Holy Spirit. He's giving us perspective. And I think even on the worst of days, having the Holy Spirit fill us with God's presence in the worst of days, we could say, I can be thankful that I have him at my side. Because this day would even be more dreadful if I was alone. And I can, being filled by the presence of God, be thankful here. And that's not to quickly move away, but um, I've had a couple times where I remember just being like, God, I think it's just you and me right now. And like those, I never want to go back there, but that was a peaceful, beautiful place to be at. Verse 21, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Another effect, observable effect of being filled with the Holy Spirit is, um, man, I'm accustomed to kind of trying to be my own king of the castle. You know, I'm accustomed to like wanting my will to be done, wanting my way to be carried out. And to say here, as the Holy Spirit is filling us, as God is being God and I'm not, it's so easy, or it's easier 
and more observable to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. To say, well, because his will is my desire, because his way is what I seek, we can go with your way. I can let you get the attention. I can let you get the praise because I'm getting, I'm getting from God more than I deserve. And I can submit to, to others, not, not submitting to people who are committing crimes, not submitting to people who are doing bad, but recognizing like out of reverence and awe for Jesus I can go this direction and submit to this person and to say like, wow, I think God's doing a powerful work in your life because you used to only go toe-to-toe with that person and now it seems like you're okay even if they step on you a little bit because I can tell that your your heart is captured by Jesus. Um, Man, we we can't seek wisdom. We can't understand the Lord's will. We can't be filled with the Holy Spirit and keep Jesus at arm's length. We can't. And, I, and this is where I just hope the Lord is like giving us specifics, giving us hope, giving us his presence, giving us peace, um, but he's giving us himself. He's giving us himself. Uh, if we desire wisdom, if we desire to truly understand the Lord's will for our life, the lives of others around us, if we desire to have the Holy Spirit fill us with the presence of God, we have the opportunity, each of us, to move towards Jesus, to move towards him for our flourishing, for his glory. Um, For some, moving towards him is putting your trust in Jesus as your savior and starting to follow him as your savior. And that's not, you don't have to raise your hand, you don't have to walk down the aisle. Um, It's just communicating to him. And we can pray together. That would be amazing. Uh, Some some have done that in uh, just recent weeks. And, And we are told that that is a prayer. There are some prayers that some of you have prayed for decades. That is a prayer that God guarantees to answer immediately every time someone prays that, which is whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Sins will be forgiven, given a new life. There will be rejoicing in the presence of the angels. These are eternal matters that come into just one moment um, and so, so stepping towards Jesus in salvation uh, for all of us, even if you've been walking with Jesus as your Savior for 20 years, this is a day for us to take a step towards him as our Savior, to take a step towards him in seeking wisdom, understanding his will, uh, being filled by the Holy Spirit with the presence of our God for what he has for us now, to not kind of grow comfortable where we're at as a church, but to recognize like we're just getting started, he's just getting started in our lives for his glory. Um, A way that he's given us to commune with him is communion. Um, And that's we take the bread, which represents his body, lived in our place. His body, he lived the perfect life that we could not, so that he could represent us, so that when God looks at us, he can actually look at his son, and his son's life lived in our place. And then we take his blood, and so uh, this dark color is wine, the lighter color is juice, obey your conscience there. Uh, that is his blood that was shed to wash us white as snow, to defeat death. Three days later, he rose from the dead, conquering death so that we can have new life in him. If you are not a follower of Jesus, 
if you take this, you're taking Panera bread, you're taking wine or juice, um, and it's not very much wine, and it's not very much bread. Um, the warnings in Scripture are for people who are, who do have Jesus as their Savior, who have put their trust in Jesus, and there are warnings to say, don't take this lightly. Don't commune with him lightly. He is good, and he's a consuming fire after all of us for our good. And so we should not take this lightly. We should confidently go into the presence of the Lord. But if there are known sins that we need to repent of, we need to repent. If it takes a day to repent, to make phone calls, don't take this. Take it next week uh, with grateful hearts. Uh, uh, then, uh, but for all of us, let's respond to Jesus. The way that we take communion here is just rip off the bread. It's, it's okay if you have to chew a little bit. God didn't hold himself back. He gave all of, a, all of himself for us. And so just rip off some bread. Take uh, the elements. We'll go back to our seats. Just stand together and take it as family. So let's come. Let's respond.